0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John, Jesus. Jesus said to his disciples, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them. Now, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the father has is mine. For this reason, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The gospel of the Lord. In the name of a triune God of love. Amen. Amen. Happy chilly Trinity Sunday. (laughs) Hope everyone feels cozy with their neighbors. As our namesake doctrine, it's tempting to theologize about the Trinity today, but almost anything one can say about the Trinity has at some point been named as a heresy. And I am too new a priest to willingly step into that trap. So instead... I will tell you a story that I heard this week. And it's about the Trinity and it's actually about creation. So I was so happy when Robert said that the prelude today was about creation and that tension, that turmoil in creation of the angst and the beauty. Now, speaking of beauty, have you ever seen the icon that depicts the three members of creation sitting around the table? The folks who came to the Lenten Soup and Study spent an evening looking at that icon. And this story is about that image. The tale goes that the image depicts the divine council before creation, wherein the three members of the Trinity were discussing whether or not they ought to go through with creation. They knew that there would be pain and suffering in the world that the creator was about to make. They knew they would have to be very present with us in that pain and suffering And that it would be very hard for us and for them. But they decided that the ability to enact divine love via creation was worth the risk. So they went ahead and made us. God recognized the inevitability of suffering and made us anyway because God so deeply desired a creation in which to enact love and joy. But we all know that suffering and joy live in precarious balance. We feel the tension of that balance on this Memorial Day weekend as we honor those who have served in the military and have died. War, death, conflict, killing and love, gratitude, honor and respect are all real together. We feel the tension of the suffering and joy balance when we see the children here among us and when we think of what the children in that elementary school in Oklahoma this week experienced as a tornado collapsed their school and their sense of security and took lives. The joy of a child laughing and the anguish of what happened in that school that day are both real together. Jesus said in today's gospel, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. And I wonder, will we ever be able to bear all of the reality that Jesus holds for us? The story of the Divine Council goes on to say that after the Creator created us and then the suffering got to be too much to bear, Jesus came to shift the pain-love balance, to bring more love to us in the flesh, to empower us, to keep love stronger than suffering. Those early Christians who worked so hard to take Jesus' lessons and infuse them into daily life gave us today's epistle. I interpret it as an attempt to shift suffering toward joy, love, and hope. They wrote, Suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts Through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. What about that Holy Spirit? Apparently, the Divine Council decided that one lifetime of direct divine involvement wasn't enough. And this time it was wisdom's turn, also known as the Holy Spirit. We heard from her in today's first reading from Proverbs. When Jesus' time in the flesh was coming to an end, and the suffering in the world was still... Too much to bear. The spirit said, Okay, now that the sun has returned to the table from his tumultuous adventure with incarnation, I'll go. And I will stay for all time. I will infuse the members of creation with divine love, empower them, and breathe through them. And so here she is with us, in this place. I wonder if you can feel her in the music, in the liturgy, in the breath of the person next to you. I felt her powerfully this week in the words of Bishop Michael Curry, who preached at the EDS graduation on Thursday. If you've ever heard Bishop Curry preach, you will know what I mean. He's like Southern Baptist with Episcopalian theology. The man is on fire with the love of the Holy Spirit. At one point, he spoke of the pain and suffering in the world and of our human response of why. Why do children die? And why is there war? And why are people hungry? Why do we hurt one another? And why is there cancer? And why school shootings? And why marathon bombings? And why deadly tornadoes? Bishop Curry pointed out that we are a why-wearied world. Well, of course we are. Even with the accompaniment of a mysteriously present triune God of love, we are given reasons to ask why in the face of great suffering every single day. So how do we, in this place, continue to shift the balance, to fill the cup of love more fully than the cup of suffering? The good bishop suggested that we shift from why to why not. Why not love? Why not bounty? Why not generosity? Why not risky charity? Why not faith? Why not food for everyone? Why not discard our anger at each other? Why not bring this world closer to the kingdom of God? Why not you? Why not me? Why not Trinity Church? And when we start asking why not, we inspire change. We open the doors of compassion between us. We are gripped by hope when we see images on TV or on our computers of strangers pulling children from the rubble and handing them into the arms of parents whose love overflows that cup that we are trying to fill. When we ask, why not, we go to Boston and have lunch and church with good people there who are homeless, and they have our respect and our friendship and we have theirs, And I hope every youth member of this church will sign up to go on a trip and do that next Sunday. And when we ask why not, the heavy shackles of why, why, why fall from our helpless feet and we sprint towards love fueled by the Holy Spirit. When the Divine Council debated going through with this creation business, Compassion would have stopped the process had the only consideration been, why create a world when suffering is inevitable? I think God also asked God's self and God's other self, why not create a world so that divine love can be enacted within it every day, through every person, in every place? Why not was victorious on that day. As we gather here today on Trinity Sunday, on Memorial Day weekend, in the aftermath of another tragedy, let us remember that Jesus knows we cannot bear it all, and Jesus comes to us in the Eucharist to fortify us so that we might bear together what is before us this day. Let us remember that the Creator created us in love and promised to stay with us through it all. Let us remember that the Holy Spirit is alive in every breath we take in and that the Holy Spirit is released into the lives of those around us with every breath we let out. And that as we breathe out with a hopeful, why not, the universe shifts a little more towards love. Amen.